Questers Podcast Wednesday. Here we be. Hope everybody had a good night. And episode 15 last night is getting everybody uh, hyped up. What do you think before we really get into it? Let me see here. Don't forget, tonight there's a drawing for a hat at the end of the podcast. You just have to put hashtag H-A-T in the chat here to win a Quest hat anywhere in the world, free. And message me at the Quest of Oak Island at AOL.com. What's your name and address? International, like you guys know, I need your phone number for stamps.com. And with me from Canada, Judy. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. Good to be here, guys, as always, especially after last night's show, because I thought it was a good one. So I think we uh, are up for a good night tonight. Yep. Let's get our hellos in. Here we go, Judy. All right. Good one. There's John. Gloria, Joe, Sand Dollar Ray, Patricia, Scottish Digger. People are coming in. Hello, Jeff M. Hello, Brenda. Hello, Gary. Hello, Gregory. Hello, Deborah. Hello, the professor. Hello, Valerie. Hello, Tammy Hurst. Hello, Diane. They're coming in. Hello, Brett. Very, very good. A lot of information last night, guys. I never had so many screenshots in my life really interested in the alignment from the beach boulder we got something from uh, dot to dot we got something from uh, brian farrell and also from christopher morford so it's not really new information but it's information they've had for a while on those alignments and we'll go through that once we get uh, judy's synopsis and we got daniel and uh, charlotte's analysis and um we'll go from there hello robot hello laurie i want to get all my thank yous out of the way in the beginning judy because we got a long show tonight i hope i make it yeah i hope so too john you get tired you let you just let us know <clears throat> the youtube membership supporters i can't thank them enough uh, Mark and Tammy and Luke and Patricia and Sandra and Daryl and Sideways and Becky and Betty and Dave and Jumpier and Caroline and Super and Becky and Wayne and Alina, Nelson, Paul, Carol, Virginia and Gary, Rebecca, Barbara, Starlene, Jeff M, Sandollar and Roxy. I thank them so much for the monthly support. Um, some of them been with me almost three years, uh, Judy. Wow, John. Thanks, guys, so much. I got to thank uh, Joanne and Hardaby, our Patreon 
uh, people that can't get on the YouTube membership side, so they sort of donate on the Patreon side. And also, I want to thank you, Judy, for what you do for the group and everybody. Thank you so much, John. I love it. And Daniel, the Professor Spino, with Charlotte, with all their factual information for people to decipher, to either believe or not. I'm just the middleman, Judy. I'm just the middleman. <laughs> and that's quite okay. We got to decide for ourselves, right? Yep. Hello, Ray D. How are you? And uh, we also have to thank uh, Muyan Osprey that gets us through the summer. I hope he joins us again this spring because I think there's going to be a season 12 because this information is just piling up and piling up. Yeah, I think so. Marty kind of made it clear that there will be, I think. I think so. I think so. I want to thank all my moderators. Hello, Gary Hills. Well, Tammy, Judy, Daniel, Starling, Kathy, and Tanya, when we're sleeping, Tanya's working from Portugal. I thank her so much. And Jeff, I'm in Gloria, keeping it straight on the YouTube side. And our lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. I got to thank mostly my main members from the Quest of Oak Island group, almost 70,000 of them. We are live to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter tonight, all three at the same time. My other platforms, not so much, Twitch, Rumble. Discord, we're getting a little busy on their Instagram also. Also to our members on Spotify, Judy, we're going over 50,000 plays around the world. Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and Amazon with Alexa. That's good news, John. We yep. are famous, aren't we? Yep. And on Spotify, the video part, like last week's... Uh, video podcast got like 250 views so not bad wow good good uh, last night was episode 15 on target the drilling down was nothing big so after about 20 minutes i just turned it off yeah it was all stuff that we had seen before yep next week episode 17 dark and stormy like i was trying to remind you guys because the uh, hurricane is coming we got promo pictures about that next week then after that march 5th it's called episode 18 piling on hello hmm. becky gilmore how are you so don't forget hashtag hat for the hat the only time we'll do a hat guys if i only do one podcast per week then i'll tell you you know if we're only doing a tuesday podcast because I can't do a Wednesday, and then you'll get notifications, and I'll tell you live. So like yesterday, people were putting hashtag hat in, and nope, that's tomorrow. So just keep informed. Hit that notification bell or the like bell on YouTube to uh, know what's going on. Hello, Renee. So I thought last night Judy got everybody pumped up, even the guys when they see that swamp cone that they're calling it swamp cone that everybody's getting wound up to try to tie that into the money pit you know judy yeah it sounds like a john it's got to be there for a reason yep. don't you think yep 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 i did want to read what daniel said here he said i was going to ask if brian farrell's alignment he used involved the drilled stone i know it involved cone c and a to the garden shaft. Yeah, I got some screenshots on that, Daniel, that I'll be bringing up. Hello, Cindy. 
Hello, Kathy. The hook is in the house. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Cindy. Yep, she does it all. But uh, ready. Well, like I said, we got a lot on the plate. I don't know how many screenshots I got. I think ninety, maybe ninety-five screenshots. Oh my god, <laughs> Johnny! No wonder you're tired. Hello, Ashley's in the house. You're never late. No, never. So I think we'll start out with Judy's synopsis to remind us of all the details that happened last night, and then I'll print this out, and it'll be on the uh, Quest of Oak Island Facebook page, and then we'll get that out of the way. Then we'll do Daniel and Charlotte's analysis on features, and then we have a lot to go through on alignments and screenshots from last night's show. Because I thought last night's show put the hype back into everybody. It did with me. So if it does with me, it's uh, doing everybody. Hello, I John. Think so. I... Daniel says, acorn stew was actually making. <laughs> Funny, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. John says, great podcast. Well, I thank you so much. There's a lot of work that goes into this, especially with Judy and my gang and Daniel and Charlotte, you know, just to get content. Um, we try to do the best we can, try to give you the best. And uh, I know everybody appreciates it. And that's why some people support, like, subscribe. Otherwise, they wouldn't. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, exactly. I'm so thankful for everybody's support. Keep us going. Yep. All right, Judy, let me find your picture. Are you ready with your uh, glass of water and glass of wine? Yes, I'm here. I got it. it seems I'm going to take a drink. Yep. And even your synopsis are getting longer because I think there's a lot more information to be given out, you know? It was a little longer, John, and I didn't think it would be for the amount of notes I took, but yep. it ended up being long. Yep. All right. Hold on. Let me get your picture up here. Hello, Linda. There's Dave Barrows coming in. This way, at least we can start the long process of the podcast at about five of seven or so. All right, here we go, Judy. Let me get your picture. Okay. Okay, your picture's up. When you're ready, it's all yours. Thank you so much, Judy. Okay. Well, we got season 11, episode 15 on target as a new week begins on oak island we find the team in the southeast corner of the swamp where ian is examining the large cone shaped stone and the rocks surrounding it found last week ian asks billy to wash the area off and he sees the rocks are in a line which makes him believe this structure is man-made Ian then states that these rocks look like they came from an, an excavation site deep in ground. Jack wonders, was that site here or somewhere else, like the money pit? Steve arrives and says this looks like a ramp of some sort. Rick tells Billy to keep digging. Over in the garden shaft area, 
The team is watching Dumas at work in the bottom of the garden shaft via camera. Scott informs them that Dumas has reached 92 feet down, so they are now one to two feet above the tunnel. As Dumas continues to dig, Marty declares this could be an original or depositor tunnel. That afternoon, we find Scott and Doug in Halifax entering Dawson's print shop with a piece of leather found in the swamp last week. Joe, who is an expert on ancient leather, examines the artifact, and he says it is a shoe or light boot that would have been worn by an officer. Joe points out that the stitching is beautiful and probably done somewhere in Europe, but his guess is in France. He adds the leather is tanned by using a vegetable and dates it between 1600 and 1700, and it is the toe of the boot. Pleased with Joe's assessment, they leave for home. Meanwhile, back on Oak Island, in the Dumas trailer, Rick and Marty are suiting up to make a trip to the bottom of the garden shaft. The Dumas team is now calling Rick the Silver Fox. Very appropriate, I think. Upon arriving at the bottom of the shaft, they see the team has reached 93 feet down and must now clear away the packed clay before they can dig deeper. Paul hands Rick a 60-pound jackhammer and tells him to get to work. As Rick works away at the clay, he hits either rock or wood. Have they hit the tunnel? Marty says, okay, we have loosened the clay for you, so get back to work. Paul and the team will now use the hammer grab to clear away the loose clay. A new day has dawned, and in the war room, the team is meeting with researcher, author, and Quest member, Christopher Morford, who has some new research results to present to them. Christopher informs them that he has discovered a direct line running from Cone C to Cone A on Nolan's Cross to the garden shaft. Using the two cones plus two drilled stones, he shows them on a map this now important line. He tells them that he, along with Corey and Maul, believe that Solomon's menorah once was hidden here for safekeeping. He is sure it is not here now. However, there is a chance the Grail and the Ark of the Covenant were here also, and at this time he doesn't know where they are. Could it be they are still on Oak Island? Rick says they will find and follow this line as they say thank you to Christopher. The following morning, on the beach of Tom Nolan's property, the team is looking down on Cone C. They will follow the line as Steve measures from Cone C to the first drilled stone, 
to cone A to the second drilled stone and on to the garden shaft area. All sites line up perfectly and end up not right at the garden shaft, but unbelievably right on top of the tunnel that's under the shaft. Has Nolan's cross led them to the treasure? Oh, we must be patient. Later, as Billy digs in the southeast corner of the swamp, he brings up a large tree stump. Assuming this means that trees once grew here, Ian is convinced that the swamp is man-made. They will keep digging. As the sun rises the next morning, we find the team digging in the middle and deepest area of the swamp. A heavy rain during the night has left the southeast corner flooded. Billy digs up a second tree stump, and looking at it closely, they see axe marks on it where it had been chopped down. There are no logs nearby, so where they used to build the money pit, they will have Ian take a look. The episode ends in the Dumas trailer where Craig, Scott, and Rick meet Paul, who tells them they have reached the 95-foot depth, and he believes they have hit the tunnel. As Craig watches via the camera, Rick and Scott, along with Paul, descend the ladder to the bottom of the shaft. They find the team has dug a hole about one foot square, and Rick starts to probe it with a rod. He hits what is definitely round logs, and under them, it sounds hollow. Rick and Scott leave, as Rick remembers reading about round logs in the money pit in the Reader's Digest in 1965. Dumas agrees to dig in one more section of shaft, and they all wonder if they are now looking at the much sought after tunnel. Join us next week, Quest family, to see if the inside of the tunnel is opened up to us. And in the meantime, stay safe, please. Excellent synopsis, uh, Judy, as usual. Very, very professionally done, Judy. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Every little detail. I love it. Well, I hope it helps those that don't get a chance to watch the show. Yep. And that's my aim, really. Yep. That's what we hear on replies a lot, Judy. Yes, I do get that. It's like watching the show, they say, so that makes me happy. Yep. Hello, Potsy. Hello, Scott. They came in. Hello, Luann. Of course, like I said, it'll be printed out to you guys to see on the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page. And let's get back to work here. Hello, Lewis. Hello, Ken. Boom, there I am again. Alrighty, let's get into the analysis from Daniel and Charlotte. And uh, we have uh, our UK 
representative Raymond. Hello, Doug. Uh, just let me know if you can hear him and see the pictures of the Oak Island Compendium, which is we support a thousand percent. Support Daniel and Charlotte at their blog. Hello, Franklin, Andre, Sinesis. And we'll see if we get Raymond going here, Judy. Okay, and Daniel says go, Raymond. <laughs> All right, let me know if it's coming out okay for you guys out in the world. I see everything okay. And uh, just let me know like you do in chat. Thank you. If you want to see the exact pictures, you'll have to go to the site and the blog to see them. Season 11, Episode 15, On Target Artifact and Feature Analysis. In last night's episode, On Target, we begin at the southeast corner of the swamp, where Dr. Ian Spooner, Rick Lagina, and Jack Begley are inspecting the newly found boulder that resembles the stones of Nolan's Cross. Dr. Spooner remarks that the smaller stones around the boulder seem to be very suspicious because of the angularity of the rocks. He states that these stones look to have been deposited by humans and not a natural formation. He believes that they are not from the shore, but from a deeper excavation, possibly from the money pit. He suggests they continue working in the area focusing on the stone road and ramp area, and also look very closely at the shoreline to provide more clues. We are then taken to Halifax, where Doug Crowell and Scott Barlow visit Joe Landry at the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design's print shop and bindery, also known as Dawson Print Shop. They bring the leather boot shoe that was recently found at the southeast corner of the swamp by the stone road feature. Joe inspects the piece and mentions that it's hand-stitched and appears to be a gentleman's boot. He says that the leather is vegetable tanned, which is the earliest tannage. He believes the artifact is from the late 1600s to early 1700s, yes. He believes it may have been an officer's boot and mentioned it looked like French work. It was then brought up that several countries are suspected of being involved with Oak Island, and Joe stated it could have been European from several sources. Keep in mind that the area that includes Oak Island was controlled by the French in the late 1600s through early 1700s time period. The scene shifts to the war room, where Oak Island researcher and author Christopher Morford visits the Oak Island team to discuss his research regarding Nolan's Cross and the menorah. Christopher explains that he believes that the Nolan's Cross alignment was created by the Knights Templars that indicates where the menorah was placed on Oak Island, specifically the garden shaft area. He believes that Nolan's Cross is aligned with Jerusalem and that Oak Island represented New Jerusalem. Chris explains that he believes the Knights Templar, or their descendants, mapped this area using Cone C, Cone A, and two drilled stones that lead to the garden shaft. This is where he believes the menorah was kept. The team decides to check the measurements that Christopher suggests in more detail. We then move to the shoreline on Tom Nolan's property at Cone C of Nolan's Cross. Surveyor Steve Guptill, Tom Nolan and Rick Lagina begin their tracking and measurements based on Christopher Morford's presentation. They begin at Cone C and walk the Nolan property over the first drilled stone. They take measurements and proceed across the property to Cone A. Again, they record the data and move on to the second drilled stone. Steve mentions that at this point they are halfway between Cone C and the garden shaft area. The team then traverses the rest of the way to their end target. They measure the end point near the garden shaft. While the end point doesn't hit the garden shaft directly, 
it does hit the proposed tunnel that runs beneath the area. The team remarks that the measurement is pretty darn close to the shaft. Our analysis concludes at the swamp, where metal detectorist Gary Drayton and Jack Begley are working through the spoils when they discover a very large tree stump. Jack remarks that it's interesting to find these trees have grown in the swamp, which suggests the swamp wasn't always there. A little later, Rick joins them as they move towards the middle of the area, because a recent storm caused flooding. At this location, more tree stumps are found. In inspecting the stumps, it's noted they look axe-cut, and there's speculation that it was for the construction of the money pit. Keep in mind that Oak Island has a history of being used for logging, so finding cut trees also fits into the established history of the island. At the end of the episode at the garden shaft, it's mentioned that the wood at the bottom seems to be made from round timbers, which suggests an older construction. Until next week's episode. Good day from the compendium, Daniel and Charlotte. And there you go. Very good, Daniel and Charlotte. Thank you so much for all your hard work. Excellent, guys, as always. Renee, that's the only we got is Raymond. That's it, UK. <laughs> Ready? All ready. Is it near seven o'clock? It is seven o'clock. Okay, just we got some good timing going on here. Daniel likes Raymond. It's good enough for me. I heard they started the show off at the garden shaft, like uh, Judy and Daniel and Charlotte and the rest of the crew said. Good night, Carlos. And there's where they're digging in the swamp. And Dr. Spooner is going to be coming into the picture. And there's the swamp cone. There it is. It is big, isn't it? Yep, yep. Well, it's just like Nolan's cross boulders. I think Michael said it was um, eight feet in diameter. Yep. Yep. And there's the boulders of Nolan's cross. And Dr. Spooner said, if this is human made, like for an excavation for some reason, is unbelievable. But it's not in glacier till, uh, Judy. So these boulders were placed there by human hands. Right. I'd like to have seen them do it. You know, they're sort of giving us the uh, idea of... Uh, the excavations from the money pit are dumped in the swamp. But don't forget, the money pit was filled up again. So you got to remember that it was dug out and filled back up. Every 
10 feet on 90 feet or deeper. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, exactly, John. Uh, Thomas um, says here the tree stumps could have been discarded in the swamp after all the land needed to be cleared for farming, and that could be. Right, Thomas. The swamp was a dump spot. And here are the guys, Dumas. They showed down in the shaft. And, of course, when they found all that clay on the bottom, of course, that's a waterproofing, uh, Judy. So that's why there was no water coming in on the bottom, because that clay is so tough and so uh, rough to work with. It's a very good waterproofer. Obvious when Wreck uh, had to use that heavy jackhammer to get it out of there. Yep. There they are on the bottom there. That's how clay it looks. And there's the pumps for water in the lowest part. Obviously, they still have to keep on pumping there, Judy. Right, yes. Wow. Then we got to hear about the baby blob, the tunnel that goes underneath the shaft into the baby blob that has all high concentrations of gold and silver. So I always got to throw that in there, guys. Sorry. Can't let us forget about that uh, gold and silver now, John. Yeah, yeah. Here they're working on the bottom of the shaft. There's not much room down there, you know what I mean? No, there sure isn't, man. When they all get in there, whoa, I don't know if I could do it. Yep. And if they broke through the clay, Linda, it should be a seven-foot shaft there. But don't forget, there was a lot of tunnels all the way around the money pit, the Halifax tunnel it was called. And there was a picture, I, I couldn't find it because I got tired, of guys actually walking in a Halifax tunnel. So they had to be five, six feet high, the same tunnel they're looking at. You know what I mean, guys? Wow, yes. <laughs> Daniel. When the boys took a ride to uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, with the boot. And there is our man, the leather man, the bookbinding man. Very interesting character, this guy. He is, isn't he? Very much so, but he knows his stuff. Hmm. And there's part of the boot, heel, sole. He did say he thinks it's the toe. The I toe. don't know if he means all three pieces or not. Yeah. Hello, Jim James. Hey, John, glad you're back and feeling better. You better train Judy or Daniel to take your place when you go down. Can't leave the ship. What happened? Can't leave the oh. ship without a rudder. That's how we ro that's how we roll here, Jim. Day by day. <laughs> Somebody just mentioned this, Andre. John, I think that iron structure being built next to the garden well will be a base for an elevator. They will no longer use the hammer grab. 
Well, if they start going sideways, well, the hammer grab, they'll have to wheelbarrow to this vertical position. You know, if they go sideways, any amount of feet, they still, the hammer grab can only go straight down. You know what I mean, Judy? You're right. I got you, John. Yeah, so they may have to uh, move something. So we'll see what happens when they start going sideways. And that clay That's is heavy. Be interesting. That clay weighs yeah. a ton, a ton. If you ever move clay before, I have. It's worse than concrete, heavy-wise. Wow. I've walked in it, but I've never moved it. So when they went into the trailer, they're at the 93 feet towards the end of the show. That's when he was digging the clay out about two feet for the final wooden set. And there's a picture of the clay must be removed. But don't forget now, Halifax tunnels are all over the place around the money pit. So there's the three amigos, the golden, the silver fox, and uh, Marty getting dressed up to go down in there, getting their money's worth, Judy. <laughs> yes, they sure are, aren't they? And it was interesting when Marty said uh, they come from a mining family that um, their grandfather came to Michigan to mine. Right. Well, Marty's in the drilling business, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Before he went to uh, windmills, I guess. Yes, now he's doing that. And that's how thick that clay is. They really didn't say it was blue clay or anything. They just said clay, you know what I mean? I thought they would say blue clay, but I couldn't hear anything. You guys pick up on any of that if it was blue clay? Blue clay? No, I I did not once hear that, John. Me neither. Well, if you got a jackhammer clay out, that's pretty thick. It sure is. I gotta Rick say, almost fell over doing that. I want to say one thing. They want to get right into there, so. They must take a lot of uh, Tylenol after the show. I'm sure. There they are. Going back up, going back up that ladder is not easy on either him or Marty, I noticed. Just climbing down 93 feet would knock me out. <laughs> really? Well, I think trying to get myself back up would be harder. Up the ladder you go, down the ladder you go. <laughs> this is no job for old men. I agree, Marty. <laughs> right on. Well, he got his eyes and boots on the ground. They're there. They are. And they're smiling. Yep. Wayne, way much too climbing for me. Daniel says, yeah, I didn't hear any of that, uh, Daniel, blue clay. I hear it. It's just a clay blob. I hear you. I don't see nothing shiny in there. I don't want to see all these darkness, Judy. I want to see some sparkling stuff. Yes, for sure. Oh, John, hopefully it's coming. 
and the hammer grab will get all that clay out of there till they do the next section. And that should put them right into the tunnel. You know, the next section is gonna go right inside that seven foot tunnel collapsed, obviously. Right. So hopefully next week we can see inside that tunnel. Could be, could be. I was thinking of that as an elevator, but they bring supplies up and down. You see that system in between the tunnel there, that H-frame steel system with the cables on the top to bring supplies all the way down and up as they walk down the ladder on the side, I guess. Right, yes. Well, that works well. Here we are in the war room. Now we're going to get real busy. There's our main man. Christopher Morford. I'm sorry I didn't give him enough color. I just screenshot the way the, the, the light is. I had one guy do the picture over and gave him a little bit more color in his face. <laughs> <laughs> he does look a little terrible. I think it's the way the light's shining on him. Yeah, yeah. And he says his hair's like that because he's got coconut fiber in there. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't look like that now. He cut it right off for the the um, uh, book. <laughs> oh, coconut fiber haircut. Oh, my God, Christopher, you cracked me up. <laughs> and there's his research partner, Corian Mall. Those two had fun in, in the U.S. Uh, at their signings, their yep. book signings. Yep, yep. They have assisted the team both on the island. And there's Christopher with another haircut, but yet he's still white out on that picture too. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on. See him on the top picture? Yes, that's what he looks like now. But I'm saying he's all white. The light flashed him right out there. Yes. Hello, Jimmy. And there they are in the war room. He made it to the war room. And here we go. He found with Nolan's Cross, as you heard, that's been nagging him all these decades. And he believes the structure was built by the Templars. The structure, he's saying, is Nolan's Cross. Wow. Guess who's saying that? Wow. <laughs> Chris said, this treasure is said to be no less than the Holy Grail itself. We got a little statement from Christopher on the Facebook page that Daniel Spino got a reply that Christopher said the drill stones were the main focus here. We know the line from C to A aims at the money pit area. This is not new, which I'll show you things from dot to dot. And um, what's his name there? This is not new. Steve Guptal remarked, after analyzing the me uh, measurements, 
that the path does not simply run close to the drill stones. It runs right over them. And more than that, it's a price enough to run over the very holes drilled in them. That's a very tight tolerance, and I think proof that someone marked this path. No question of the intent, I think. I really set to prove this out, like steps to the treasure map someone would have left. Number one, sight the bowler from the shore. Number two, using the rising star and Tyrus to calculate your direction and distance. More on this later, Chris says. Check your heading via the waypoints, drill stone, cone A. Second drill stone, third drill stone to the money pit. And two points prove little. Five to six in a line. I think that proves intent. Chris says, thanks for letting me expand. Chris will be posting a short video with more and soon why he mentions the grail and what that means exactly. Good, good. I need to know. I need to know. And he does believe that the menorah came through Oak Island. If it's still there, I don't know. You have to read the book on where they think it is. And the new temple are buried on Oak Island, as Chris Morford believes. Is it still there? I personally think, no, nothing's there. It's moved on. That's my own personal opinion. Hope something's there. But Johnny thinks nothing. Hello, Linda. I think there might be still something, but I don't think the menorah is still there. Nolan's cross could be the answer, he says. And we'll go through this, and it's a cone C on the beach. You got the beach stone, but you would still need markers. I agree. To the money pit. Absolutely. There were two drill stones. Now, I don't know if Brian Farrell went through the drill stones. and uh, But you'll see how similar Brian Farrell and Dot the Dot's evaluation, especially with uh, Michael's uh, geometry, how close they are. And we'll put that up. They're right in that straight line. Now, remember this picture here, Judy, with that straight line, that red line. Yeah. Yep, we're looking at yeah. that red line. And he says they were put there as markers. But I was wondering how much of that area has been disturbed where those stone drill-outs, drill-out stones are. You know what I mean? I don't know if they've been moved, dug, whatever, even with the drilled stones. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, I do, John. I was just thinking, though, they, when Steve was measuring, they're so right on that I don't think they were moved. Right. By the GPS, it's unbelievable. Its original location was marked on a survey. And there's the maps. You know, I love maps. Conducted by Charles Roper in the 1930s. Wow. Holy moo Lordy Forty. 
robot says, I'm losing my voice. I wonder if they might now look into the two famous drill stones, one and two, coming from Smith's Cove. <clears throat> well, it would be interesting. I think they should. The garden shaft wouldn't have been there in the Templar times. No way. They said the wood dated there at 1730. And I was told it was a pumping out water station. Right. <laughs> so it could have been that. And there's uh, Fred Nolan with these boulders. The first thing I thought of these boulders and everything I talk, uh, thought of uh, Aaron. Then I thought of uh, Dot to Dot. And then I thought of Brian Farrell. And sure enough, Dot to Dot posted a video. Please go to his YouTube channel, Dot to Dot. He has a detailed six or seven minute video um, on the, we call it swamp boulder connection on his alignments. Well, yeah, it's well done. Take a look at it, guys. Chris, do you believe that Templars are descendants? And he says either is plausible. Yes. Unbelievable. Now there's the uh, drilled out stone boulders. Cone C, cone A. The projection from Nolan's cross. Now, here's what, uh, what permission from dot to dot. Uh, Michael, I thank him so much. A couple of screenshots of his alignments. It's a little bit smaller, but you can see up on top. Now, cone C, you see the first red line? Is it coming in the site there? Yes. Clear, guys, right up at the top. The first on red the line on top looks like the same line that Christopher was showing, going right to the garden shaft. Yes. Or in front of the garden shaft, like Brian Farrow said. But they pointed with their GPS, it was a little bit past the garden shaft tunnel that they were talking about. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, clearly. The bottom line, the bottom red line, you'll see in the swamp is the swamp stone. You got that? Right. Yep. All right. And if you go all the way to the left, where they chop up the trees and everything. That's where Michael says is the vault. He thinks it's the vault theory is over there. Yes. Michael has always thought there was a vault there. There's a little bit of closer picture. All his alignments with all his geometry. You have to go see him dot to dot. I don't touch any of this geometry and angles and all the rest of it. He has that all figured out. Otherwise, how would they figure anything out and find anything if you don't apply mathematics to find things? Otherwise, where do you go? Where do you start? You know, Judy? Exactly. And thank goodness there are people that like to do that. Right. And this is just a small presentation of his video. Go see his YouTube video that he posted today, dot to dot. And uh, take a look. And how he adds things and by scale. Very, very interesting how things just line up 
Otherwise, they wouldn't line up. The lines would be all over the place, you know, Judy? Right. It just I have to admit, John, that uh, the line that uh, Christopher talked about has stunned me. It's so right on. Yeah, but this has been done before. <laughs> right. That's true. And there's a closer shot. So like I said, go see Dot to Dot's video on the more specifics on this. And uh, you'll get a better understanding of what's going on. I mean, now we got the boulder in the swamp. And all of a sudden, how does that connect? And it does. And the red line on top from uh, the beach boulder. And it does. So something's weird. You know what I mean, uh, Judy? Right. It's coming together, John, for us, I think. I think the guys are onto something. Right. Can you magnify that? No, because I'm in uh, screenshot mode here. If I was doing it on a shared page, yeah. But you're going to have to go to see his uh, video uh, to see it closer. I like what Linda's saying here. All of these guys should get together and pull all their information together. It would be surprising to see it all comes to the same conclusion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And here's my buddy, Brian Farrell. Now I just showed you dot to dots alignments, right? Right. Yes. We saw Christopher Morford's alignment. Now here's a third alignment. I tried to look for the video. I had it someplace, but I got so much information on um, information overload. This is what I was saying about the Halifax tunnel. Uh, suspected tunnels match closely with the historic locations of the Halifax tunnels leading to the money pit. So he's saying maybe these two areas are the Halifax tunnel. Well, that's interesting. Really interesting. I'd forgotten about that. And here again, you see Nolan's Cross in green. And you see the, follow that line from uh, the beach boulder to Kone into the money pit. It's about the, uh, do you guys see it? Yes, clearly, John. Even though it's a small picture, <clears throat> same alignment, head and two the garden shaft or the tunnel, whatever they want to go short or go long, they either hit the tunnel or hit the garden shaft somewhere around that area. There's robot. One was asked, why such a large boulder in the swamp? Any Nolan's cross boulders line up with it? Could this boulder be a drain plug blocking off the South Shore flood tunnels? Well, if you look on dot to dot, he's got it all lined up for you. Oh, robot. Give him a look. That's what I'm saying. I don't have them answers. 
but uh, you'll see that first little white arrow going from the beach boulder and they follow that red line right to the money pit. You guys see it? Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. And the tunnel wood from the 1600s, Gregory, we have no idea how old that wood is that was put in there. I would like them to take six or seven different samples and average it out just to make sure. But that's not my choice. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. It'd be interesting to get the dates. There's Daniel. The boulder in the swamp is possibly a big find. If it's related to Nolan's cross, it could provide the answers. Yeah, I agree, uh, Daniel. I agree a thousand percent. And that's why Steve Guptill is all on it with the GPS and his 3D imaging. That's how we found out it was 50% exact to Cone C. 50% exact to the money pit. Otherwise, how would we know that? You know what I mean, guys? Right, exactly. <clears throat> then we're looking at cone C, which looks just like the boulder in the swamp, guys. It does. Uh, Very close. Yep. And don't forget, hashtag hat for a brand new Quest cap mailed to you wherever you are in the United States at the end of the podcast. Man, just don't forget, dot to dot, Brian Farrell. This information was known long ago. And they're just sort of hyping on it now. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's too bad they hadn't followed it before. Well, it's got to be show worthy, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Judy, say some statements from Daniel. My voice is leaving me. <clears throat> I can't read Daniel's right now because he's not on Facebook. Oh, okay. I don't know where he's at. He's over here on YouTube. Oh, okay. Daniel says, my guess is those boulders represent stars in the night sky. Where's our buddy Christopher? Yes, we need him. He's in the stars. He is. Dona, Chris Dona I'm talking about, guys. Yes. <clears throat> And there's the alignment. Drill stone, drill stone. Right to the money pit. That was very clear. Now this boulder just seems to be sitting out of the middle of nowhere. Those are they seem strange. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it is in line. Uh -uh. I don't know. I think that's very suspicious. <laughs> but 
This seems awful weird. But then what do I know? We only can go by what they show us. Hello, Betty. Hello, Loa. Here's my main man, Steve. That's all I had was a pencil and a pad in my back pocket and a transit rod. That was it. None of this GPS stuff, uh, Judy. Oh, wouldn't you have enjoyed that? Okay, Scott, have a good night. Thanks for coming in. You're always welcome. Night, Scott. And here they are going to the uh, A Boulder, I think it is. A different angle of looking at the boulder, Nolan's Cross boulder. Wow. And here they are walking the line like they did last night. They walk right down the line to the uh, garden shaft. Yes. And then there's the first drilled stone in the middle of the woods right there, trying to give you guys a stopwatch location. And I always look around, you know, I just don't look at the drilled stone. I look at the woods, I look at the ground, I look at all of it, you know, Judy? Right, you always have, John. We won't ever miss anything because you'll see it. Yep, Patsy, if they get in there, in the tunnel, we'll know if there's something in there or not. And they should have brought down after they dig it out, obviously. Throw Gary down the shaft and get his metal detector in there and see if we got some beeps in there, you know, Judy? Oh, I hope they do, because we certainly need to know. Hello, Treasure Tom. I never heard that name before. Did you ever hear that name before? No, I don't think so. That's a new one. Yeah, the, the boat in the swamp, I think, is a done deal. That's not going to happen. Just a garbage heap. As far as a sunken boat burnt with gold and silver in the swamp, not me. I'm not going for that one. Yeah, I'm doubting it's there, John. But I would like to know one way or the other. Yeah. And they're looking at the hole. How they turn the chisel. Well, if they didn't have any maps or anything, and it was just word of mouth, somebody had to tell somebody if they want to retrieve this treasure long ago. Well, you see that boulder on the beach from the ship, and the small ship leaves the big ship because the water was lower. And you got to follow the clues, you know what I mean? Otherwise, how would you find anything on an island across the world? You know what I mean? It just all of a sudden don't make any sense. Yes. Uh, if you, I will say if you read the Jerusalem files, you'll find out a little bit about how they did find the island. Yep. Yep. You got to read the book. We can't give nothing away. We want you guys to read the book. Yes. And that's how they found out it was a Zek. Halfway point from Cone Sea in the water. To that boulder. 
I wish everyone would get back into it, but I guess not so much. So that's who I thought of when they started going back to these drilled out boulders. So maybe she'll surprise us. Maybe I can get her to come on for a snapshot uh, visit, you know, Judy, but it's tough. Yes, it is, but it would be great. I will tell you that she did help out um, our new authors with their their book, doing some work for them. So that was interesting. Right. Don't say too much about the book. Let people read it. Okay. And that's what they're measuring. That drill stone too is exactly 50% from C to, I guess they went just a little past the garden shaft on the end of the railing, I think it was. I think I got a picture of that. Yes, I think it was. They should have did this a long time ago with all the people that give them alignments. I mean, they can't do everybody's alignment. But if you get uh, 500 alignments from different people, you can't see every which one of them. But they should at least pick out three that made some sense and did this years ago. You know what I mean? I agree, yes. Those stones have been there. The boulders in the swamp have been there. I'm wondering why they never even hit that big boulder all the times they were in the swamp. Where was this big boulder? It was underwater. But they surveyed this uh, the swamp and everything. I wonder why just now they're finding this protruding boulder, even though the swamp's been drained. It had to be just sitting there all these years. You know what I mean? Right. I think they've never dug right over into that corner before and it was under the, the muck. Hmm. And there's where the point is at the end of the shaft. That point is a GPS staff unit. That's exactly 50% past the middle drilled out stone. Unbelievable. But that's good. But, you know, Steve's got the equipment to do all this. The 3D imaging, the survey, the exact measurements, the whole nine yards. I have no doubt he's right on. <laughs> Robot. Question, everyone. If my X marks the spot, Showing the treasure vault is located 50 feet off the shore under the ocean. Would the Laginas be entitled to this treasure? I say you better hire a big lawyer and have millions of dollars to go to court, a robot. <laughs> I agree, John. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Whatever they find, you think they're going to keep it, even though they got the 90% or whatever it is? It's going to be all tied up in the courts and everything. And Maybe their kids will see some. It's not like they're finding the gold and the gold ships and the shipwrecks off of Florida. This is going to be completely something different if there's anything left. You know what I mean, guys? I agree, John. The tunnel under the garden shaft. Is it the Halifax Tunnel, Rick? Hello? Not everything is marked down, you know what I mean? Not everything's marked down because everybody was very secretive at that time, Judy. Always. 
They always are. But some people, you know, write down all their information, you know, for history and to look back on it. But I'm pretty sure some of these old timers, they're not going to give you all the information because in case they they want to find it, they don't want to give that information for you to find it. They want to find it, you know. Yes, for sure. And you can't blame them. And they still got that high gold silver value. And Dr. Spooner's uh, dump load of, of silver. Still looking. And buried valuables, maybe in the swamp. And these are some of the stumps they were digging up. And like they're saying, this was all farmland. And if the swamp is there, you're going to throw your stumps in there. Or if you're going to burn them or whatever, you're going to throw your garbage in the swamp. So who knows? You know what I mean, Judy? It's really hard to say, isn't it? Yep. I mean, they could be right either way. There could have been trees that grew there or those things were just thrown in. Right. If you're growing cabbage and everything else on five acres or 10 acres or whatever it was, you can't have stumps all over the place and stones. It's got to be cleared. Right. Exactly. And where are you going to put the stuff? Well, here's the swamp. Let's throw it in there. And there's another picture of that big stump. That remind me of the cork stump that floated in uh, from Portugal when I first saw this, guys. That's exactly what I thought about too, John. Is, is that a cork stump? Hmm. Maybe we'll find out next week. Yep. Next week's going to be uh, dark and stormy, so I think we're going to find out a lot about uh, closing up shop and getting ready for the hurricane coming up that way. I don't think we're really going to see much uh, next week. I think they gave us all the cookies this week to hold us over. Yeah, that could very well be. And that's where they're digging because they got a rainstorm in. It flooded the other end of the, uh, the swamp. That's where they discovered the large tree stump. Then they're finally back to look for that seven foot high tunnel, about two feet. I don't know if it's all clay, but it probably is. It'll be out of sight, out of mind. Let's do it. Rick's face in that picture. <laughs> yep. But I like when they found that the logs were round. And then he referenced it back to when he saw the 20-foot platforms or the 10-foot platforms that there were round logs every platform. But I'm not gonna yes. I'm not gonna jump no gun because I'm very skeptical about the woods ages. Always was. You know what I mean? They give us that 70%, 600 35 percent 700s 80 1800s it could be in the 1750s 1800s that 35 percent could be so i'm very skeptical on this uh ages of, of the wood and how it was placed there when was it cut down and things like that judy right exactly if i understand correctly the age that they get could be when the 
the tree was cut down, not when it was used. Right, right. And Treasure Tom, looks like they declared Oak Island a protected area. Yeah, it's a historical area like we have here in the USA. You got to get permits for everything, even if you live there. Yep, Renee. And that's why it's so dry down there. It's clay, clay. Nothing can get through clay, I'll tell you. And they break through with that. You know, get some, uh, get that metal detector guy down there and um, get a piece of that wood and date that wood. Then as you go another five or 10 feet, date that wood and just get an average. Just don't pick up one piece and all of a sudden that's it. That gets me kind of crazy. Right. And this was all in the I bottom. Think they did I think they did mention, John, that they're going to test the wood that's down in the bottom of, of that hole. Yep, because the other wood was, I think they said, seven feet down. Well, right here, they're only like two feet down. So they went five foot more. So I'm figuring that's the bottom. Yes, you're probably right. They got to get permits, Robo. Ashley wants to know if all of this is muck. If, if all this muck is clay, I would say most of it. Don't know. Don't know. I mean, they can open this up on one side and then a flood tunnel comes up. And all of a sudden, all the water comes in. What do they do when they're down there? How, many, how fast can they climb up the ladder? You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. I know Dumas is uh, very safety cautious. But suppose you opened up. Uh, a hole where he's digging that big you know how fast that would fill up with that water and it can overdo the water pump the water pump is only so many gallons per minute you know what i mean right yeah yeah that's a scary thought but uh i guess they got it all in their safety courses and everything so if you hit through clay and all of a sudden just comes through like a like a fire hose well, you better move quick you know Right on. All right, guys. Let's do a hashtag hat. We'll see how many we got in here. Giveaway tool. We got 13 entries. Hashtag hat. So we'll give you a couple of seconds or minutes before we draw the free quest hat. Go to uh, the Quest of Oak Island at AOL.com. Give me your information there, and I'll get it out tomorrow morning. International, I'll need your complete uh, phone number. Stamps.com will let me do international without a phone number. Don't ask me why. It only stays with me. And we got 13 entries for a little bit, and I got some promo shots. It looks like I'll be on next Tuesday pre-show, and we'll do another Wednesday. As far as I know right now, I'm kind of tired, but uh, we'll see how I am uh, Thursday, Friday. Right now, we'll do a pre-show Tuesday and a podcast on Wednesday, unless you hear something different from me, guys. <clears throat> Watch our page, everybody. Yep. All right. Entries are staying at 13, Judy. Okay. So, let me go share that. Good luck. Okay. Good luck, everybody.
And there we go. You can see that 13. There we go. Three, two, one, zero. Ken Cullen is the winner. Congratulations, Ken. And we want a picture, please. There it is. If he's in chat, is he in chat, uh, Judy? I have not seen his name, no. Oh, it looks like he's YouTube. Okay. Ken Cullen is the winner. Like I said, send your information to the Quest of Oak Island at AOL.com. If you're in our Facebook group, you can PM me, uh, name and address. Let me see here. And we'll go from there. Like I'll give them a week. Sometimes they come in and then I don't see them. Sometimes people win and uh, they're not a regular uh, Judy and there's no way I can contact them. Like there's any, there's no kind of email on YouTube. You know what I mean? Right. That's true. I never thought of that. So sometimes people come in and uh, they win and I don't see them. So we just... Don't send them ahead, obviously, and bring it on the next week. There he is, Ken Cullen. Boom! You're a winner, pal. You're a winner. All right, let's bring up a couple of screenshots for next week, and then we're going to get out of here, guys. I'm not going to give it all away, but uh, they will be dating the stump. So we'll see if dates 1200 or what's going on with that. And if it's the same as the paved area, you'll see this guy, Aaron Stakowski is telling you an area of where this wood came from. And you'll be very, very surprised. what area in Europe it came from. So that's all I got for tonight, uh, Judy. You got anything else to add? No, I don't, John. I, it's been a good night. Uh, it's good to hear you um, much more like yourself than yep. you've been in a while. And uh, your voice is, I know it's going, but it's better than it was last night. I hear you. So uh, if you want to say your goodbyes, I'll say my goodbyes and... Uh, We'll see you next Tuesday pre-show. And Judy will be with me Wednesday. Try to keep it regular, but watch the post in case um, I can't make it. Uh, we'll let you know. But right now, we're going to be as regular as we can be, guys. So, Judy, you want to say your goodbyes? And I'll get out of here myself. Okay. Oh, hey, guys. It's been a good night. been good to be with you all. Thank you very much for all of your um, 
Um, well wishes on my uh, synopsis. I enjoy doing it for you. And um, please, in the following week, stay safe, please, and I will see you next Wednesday night. Thank you all so much. Love you, John. Okay. Good night. Take care, Judy. I'll be talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. What do I always tell you? Remember, members, always go forward. You may get a setback in your life, but just believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams, no matter how old you are, for tomorrow's a never given, never. With this crazy world we live in, I can't take much more. I can't even turn on the TV anymore except for Oak Island night. So as my friend Jan says, you keep smiling, you stay safe, like Judy says, and you also stay strong. And you keep that positive vibe going as best you can. Stay mentally strong, physically strong, the most you can do if you're capable. I want to thank you for joining me and Judy tonight. We'll see you Tuesday pre-show. Anything else that comes up that's more important, I'll pop on. Hit that notification bell on YouTube or go to the Facebook channel, Quest of Oak Island. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Take care. And bye-bye. <laughs>